Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 127, why you need a podcast-only RSS feed and how to make it. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is a how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. This episode will be something that will be a salvation to some people who may have started something a little bit incorrectly. And I will tell you up front what I'm going to do is a mistake, or what I'm telling you how to fix is the same thing I had to do for my own podcast because I've made this mistake before too, and that is not having and using a podcast-only RSS feed. A podcast-only RSS feed is, well, as its name implies, it's an RSS feed that contains only your podcast episodes. No blog posts, no pictures, nothing else only podcast episodes, and podcast episodes would be defined technically as multimedia that is linked through the enclosure tag of an RSS feed. You may not care what that means, but this is just your podcast episodes. Do you really need a podcast-only RSS feed? I would say that yes, you do. Even if right now you're only publishing podcast episodes on your website, I would say you still need a podcast-only RSS feed because someday you may want to publish blog posts on your website. Everything you publish on a WordPress website, that is your blog posts and your podcast episodes or anything else that's RSS-driven, will go into the RSS feed. Not your pages or your widgets or any of that, but your posts and because podcast episodes are basically blog posts, those go into your RSS feed. And when you first install and set up WordPress, it will default to 10 items in your RSS feeds. Now, you can change this if you go into the WordPress settings under the reading section and then choose the option syndication feed show the most recent and you can change that number to something else. Uh, Right now, though, by default, it will be 10 posts in your WordPress and, and that's as of WordPress 3.5, and currently the 3.6 betas show the same limit. You can up that limit, but here's the thing. Let's pretend you have the limit still set at 10. We'll say you podcast and blog once each per week for 10 weeks. So you podcast on Mondays, like I do, Mondays, 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, GMT minus 4, over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash live. And then you blog on, we'll say Thursdays. So you podcast on Mondays, blog on Thursdays. After 10 weeks, you have 20 items total, 10 blog posts, 10 podcast episodes. With your regular default RSS feed, which would be your site-wide or all-inclusive feed, limited to only the 10 items that you have set there in the WordPress settings under reading, your feed would then be something like blog post, podcast episode, blog post, podcast episode, blog post, podcast episode, until it reaches 10 items. So that means your feed would contain five blog posts and five podcast episodes, even though you have 10 of each total on your site. 
but your WordPress settings are limiting the total number of items in the feed, regardless of what they are. It's limiting it to 10 items in your feed. So when a podcast app like iTunes, the podcast app, Stitcher, or Instacast, Downcast, Upcast, Incast, Outcast, any of those kind of cast apps, Dogcatcher, anything like that, when it checks your RSS feed, it will ignore anything that is not a podcast episode. So that would be, again, something where it's multimedia attached in the enclosure tag of your RSS feed. So it throws out or ignores rather anything that's not a podcast episode. Therefore, taking this sample RSS feed, it would only find five podcast episodes, even though you've published 10 in the last 10 weeks, because your RSS item limit is set to 10 and you have five blog posts mixed in there, those five blog posts are bumping out podcast episodes from slots in your RSS feed. So a podcast app will only get however many podcast episodes are in your feed. Therefore, you're not getting as many podcast episodes out there to your subscribers. But a podcast-only feed would not be affected by your blog posts. So your podcast-only feed set to an item limit of 10 would look something like podcast episode, podcast episode, podcast episode, podcast episode, and on and on until you have 10 items in the feed. They would all be podcast episodes. So when a podcast app like iTunes or Stitcher or anything subscribes to that RSS feed, it would see 10 podcast episodes inside of that feed. Now, yes, you can increase your limit and then that will help account for this. But when you're increasing your limit, you're also increasing the size of your RSS feed and it's still pretty much just wasting space, which can be especially important on mobile devices where they have to download your RSS feed in order to check whether there are new episodes. And every time they have to check your RSS feed, it's downloading that whole file. So if that file is getting big, that's using up mobile bandwidth that may not be necessary. So you do need a podcast-only RSS feed. Even if you don't plan to publish a blog post ever on your website, you don't plan to. I still think you should use a podcast-only RSS feed in the beginning because if you set it up properly, it's not going to hurt you. And if you ever do publish a blog post, which I'm going to say you will at some day, even if it's just something like, sorry, there isn't a podcast episode this week or anything like that, if you ever publish a blog post, then this would separate your podcast episodes from your blog posts in the RSS feed so that one blog post or however many blog posts you ever do would never bump out your podcast episodes. So that's why you need a podcast-only RSS feed and what it is. When you have your podcast-only RSS feed, this is the feed you want to submit to everywhere that is a podcast app or directory. So this would be iTunes or Stitcher or Miro or uh, Zune or any place that's a podcast app or a podcast directory gets your podcast-only feed. Because when someone subscribes in one of those apps or through one of those directories, they're only interested in the podcast episodes. And that's all that that app or directory will show most of the time for, I would say, about 
90% of the time, that's all that those services will show are your podcast episodes. So you should be putting out your podcast only RSS feed to those services too. If you care about feed burner RSS stats, which I've said many times before are highly unreliable, highly inaccurate, and I really don't suggest relying on FeedBurner, although you're going to hear me recommend FeedBurner in a little bit. Yeah, ugly. It's ugly when I do it. But if you want those certain stats, then this also helps you see how many people are subscribed to just your podcast. But for podcast stats, really, you should be looking at media stats. That's more, far more accurate to you than your RSS feed stats. But use the same podcast-only feed when you submit your podcast to any directory out there. Now, you may also be thinking, oh, should I also create a blog post-only feed? No, you don't need to. Because your regular site-wide default RSS feed, if you're running PowerPress and you've got your permalinks set to anything other than their default settings, then your default RSS feed would be something like theaudacitytopodcast.com slash feed. That will contain blog posts and podcast episodes. And that's fine because if someone subscribes to your site-wide feed, your blog posts and your podcast episodes in a single RSS feed, and they use an RSS reader like Feedly or the late Google reader, then they'll be able to read not only your blog posts, but they can also read your podcast show notes, which by the way, that's a point for why you should have great show notes for those people who are reading your RSS feed. But many RSS readers like Feedly or the late Google Reader or Reader or many other apps out there will also allow people to play the enclosed media as if it's a podcast application. So they can be going through their podcast reader, reading your blog posts, then they get to your podcast episode and they can press play similar to they can how they can on the website. But on the Reader app, they'll be able to listen to your podcast episode right there. If you remove the podcast feed from your or the podcast episodes from your overall site feed, then you're really preventing your loyal readers from conveniently consuming your podcast episodes in whatever app that they really choose to do. So now let's talk about the three different ways that you can create a podcast only feed. Whether you're just starting out or you're trying to correct a feed, and I'll tell you about how you can correct your feed in a little bit because it's a mistake I made when I first started out. These are in my order of recommendation. Number one, your PowerPress feed. You may not realize this, but PowerPress automatically creates a podcast-only feed when you set it up. It will usually look something like theaudacitypodcast.com slash feed slash podcast. That's the key there is that slash podcast at the end is a podcast only RSS feed. And this is assuming that you have your permalink set to something other than their defaults where you got the P's and the question marks and numbers and equal signs and all of that. But you can find this RSS feed, what it would be for you under the PowerPress settings, the feeds tab, and then there's the section podcast feeds and it will list for you your podcast only RSS feeds that are there. Those will automatically contain only the podcast episodes that you've entered with the podcast episode widget inside of your new post editor. So this is only those episodes that you've attached with PowerPress through the podcast episode thing. If you've ever attached an episode inside of a blog post by typing the or using the PowerPress shortcut 
short code rather, which would be something like square brackets, PowerPress, file equals, or I think it might be URL equals, and then the direct URL to your MP3 file or video file. That does not go in your RSS feed. This is when you put something inside the podcast episode widget inside of your new post editor. This is my top recommendation for a podcast-only feed because it's already there. PowerPress is already making it for you, and it's including your podcast episodes from anywhere on your website, regardless of their category, regardless of their format as well, any place that you have inserted the episode with the podcast episode widget inside of the new post editor, that episode gets included in this podcast-only RSS feed. What's also great about using this method for a podcast-only RSS feed is you can easily turn on PowerPress's custom channels function, and it uses the exact same URL, that slash feed slash podcast URL, But you get two new options with this that you can use, and these would be the only two reasons. If you only have one podcast from your site, these are basically the only two reasons you might want to activate the custom channels. One would be you can change the title of your podcast episode. So if my podcast is called How to Podcast and the website is The Audacity to Podcast, this is where I could change the podcast title to be something different. But also, what I really like that the custom channels offer, and currently it is only custom channels, but I've been talking to Angelo from PowerPress about suggesting some updates for future versions of PowerPress that may include podcast-only feeds for categories as well as custom channels with the feed item maximizer for categories. That's a bit complicated, but that may be coming down the road. So if you're listening to this a lot later than June of 2013, then these features might already be there. But by default, every podcast episode goes into this single feed. If you're running a podcast that has multiple formats, like I do at the audacity to podcast.com, where I have my audio format and I have a video format of the podcast, I'm using separate channels for each format. So my audio goes in the default podcast channel, which goes out to the default podcast, our only RSS feed, which is the audacity to podcast.com slash feed slash podcast. And then the video goes into a separate channel which is a separate widget inside of my post editor. So if you are running multiple formats, like audio and video or multiple video formats, then I do recommend setting up a separate channel for each format. And with multiple channels, slash feed, slash podcast would be just your default channel. Not every podcast episode, but it would be just your default channel, what you insert in that widget. But the feed item maximizer is the huge benefit to using custom channels if you set that up because this gives you a a much greater flexibility to include a lot more episodes in your RSS feed without making your RSS feed too big because what it does is it will include all of the post information for the latest 10 episodes. Anything older than the latest 10 episodes will be the bare minimum necessary for iTunes and other podcast apps out there. So it strips a lot of the text and other content out so that you get a bare minimum, nice, optimized, clean, lean running machine for your podcast-only RSS feed. And you can only, as of right now, you can only 
activate the feed episode maximizer inside of a custom channel. Eventually, they might be putting that out to default settings as well as category feeds, but for now, that's your only option if you want to use that. But when you activate your custom channels, if you do, just keep in mind, like I've addressed in a previous podcast episode about updating your iTunes information, if you activate the custom channel, you don't have to worry about adding extra stuff like your iTunes information, feed information, title, description, all of that, because it will pull from your default PowerPress settings. Or if you're using FeedBurner's SmartCast feature, then it overrides almost everything that you set inside of uh, PowerPress. So just keep that in mind if you're working with those feeds or working with uh, FeedBurner as well. So that's my number one recommendation is use the PowerPress podcast only feed, which would be your website's domain slash feed slash podcast, assuming you have your permalink set, which you should go set those under these settings and permalinks and change it to something else. I'd like post title personally. But that's my main recommendation. That gives you the most power, the most flexibility, and it's really the best way to do it. And it does guarantee podcast only RSS feed. And it's a great way to optimize your feed if you use the custom channels with the feed episode maximizer. The second way that you could do this would be with your category feeds. This is a very popular way to do it because I know a lot of people have recommended doing it this way. And this is certainly a good way to organize the content on your website. Like if you go to the audacity to podcast.com, you may notice that all of my podcast episodes are posted under the podcast category. All my audio and my video episodes are in the same category, but like I said earlier, my audio and video feeds are split because I'm using custom channels. So your category feeds are kind of a backup for this, and this is especially good if you're trying to run multiple podcasts on a single website. Category feeds are great for this. Category feeds at this time don't offer the feed episode maximizer feature and category feeds are not podcast only by their design, like the channels are, category feeds will include anything you stick in that category. But the idea here is create a category, call it something like podcast, and put only your podcast episodes in that category. Or if you're running multiple podcasts on your website, then you name each category something descriptive, name it after that podcast. So when I first launched Noodle Mix Network, this is the way I was doing things, which I later regretted and changed back. But it was back then something like noodle.mx slash the dash ramen dash noodle slash feed or noodle.mx slash the dash audacity dash two dash podcast slash feed. I, I really didn't like the way that that was working out with categories running multiple podcasts on a single website, but maybe you like that. So your podcast category feed would be something like theaudacitypodcast.com slash category slash podcast slash feed. And where the word podcast is would be the slug for whatever you named your category. But it would look something like that with the slash category slash podcast slash feed, or it might just be slash podcast slash feed. But the point is, that this is just a category feed. It's not necessarily, by design, a podcast-only feed. But our plan is to put only podcast episodes in here. 
Now, when you're running PowerPress on your site, a WordPress website, you do notice that there's the category podcasting feature. What I'm telling you so far is stuff that you don't need to activate the category podcasting feature. That's only if you want separate podcast categories on your site. But if you just want a category to power your podcast only RSS feed, then you don't need to activate category podcasting and you can just work with the category RSS feed, which, like I said, would be something like slash category name slash feed. But this relies on your having set enhance all feeds inside of PowerPress. You can check how you have that set by going to the PowerPress settings, then go to the feeds tab, then look at or check the enhance all feeds option, which is the recommended option. The other options will do different things and not enhance all your feeds. And by enhancing all your feeds, it means it includes the iTunes and podcast information in every feed that your website puts out. Because WordPress will put out a feed for every category on your site. It puts out a feed for different tags, for different keywords, and all of that. So what this is setting for your site is telling it to enhance every podcast or every RSS feed that your site generates with your podcast information that you set in the default settings. So that's why even though we're grabbing only a category RSS feed, you don't have to activate the category podcasting because we're only working with one category and it will inherit whatever default settings you set in PowerPress, your feed information, your titles. If you want to change the title of your podcast or especially if you're running multiple podcasts on a single website, that's when you would want to activate the category podcasting and be able to have a separate category for each podcast on your website powered by WordPress. But when you then set up this category, and you could name it something as simple as podcast if you're running only one podcast from your website, whenever you post a podcast episode, make sure you put it in this category and don't post anything else inside of this category. Because any blog posts that you place inside of this category will still go into your RSS feed and bump out your podcast episodes. But the point here is more of a practice than an automatic filtering that you need to make sure that all that you put in this category are podcast episodes because that's what creates then a podcast only RSS feed. This category feed won't include any other posts from your website. It won't include any other podcast episodes from your website. It will only include what you put inside of that category and whatever category it is whose feed that you're using. So that's the second way to do it, the category feeds. And then the third way is rather ugly, and I was hesitant to even include this, but I know there are going to be the exceptions out there that someone will say, well, what if I'm on Blogger or Squarespace, or what if I'm on Tumblr, or what if I'm on this or that, or all of these exceptions. So I want to make sure that you learn the other way to do this that works even if you're not using WordPress. And that is most of these services out there like Squarespace or blogger or tumblr and such give you just one rss feed and that means that you can't use these other two options because you can't install powerpress on these services you can't you may not be able to get a category rss feed from these services some of them do offer that but you have one rss feed 
And it's a third-party service that really doesn't give you much control. So I don't recommend that, but the solution is, unfortunately, to add more third-party services, and these will, unfortunately, slow down how quickly your feed updates, and it could even introduce the possibility of more errors in your feed or delays or complications. So I really don't recommend this unless you have to do it this way. You're going to need Yahoo Pipes and FeedBurner. Yeah, it's going to get ugly. But you can do this a lot easier if you go to the show notes, theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 128, and I've got a link where you can jump to my own Yahoo pipe that I created for this and just click the clone button and you can change the source RSS feed to your own address and you don't have to worry about creating your own Yahoo pipe and all of this stuff. But I'll tell you how to create your own Yahoo pipe to do this. First, you do need a Yahoo account, and it's the same thing if you're just going to clone my Yahoo pipe. You'll still need a Yahoo account. Go to pipes.yahoo.com, log into your account, and create a new pipe. When you have your pipe, on the left side are a list of modules under different sections. Go to the sources section and drag in the fetch feed module. Inside of this, enter your source RSS feed. This would not be your feed burner feed. Because adding a feed burner feed right here would complicate a lot of things, slow some things down even. So enter here your source RSS feed from whatever website or publishing system that you're using for your RSS feed. Then drag in the filter module from under the operator section on the left side. Now you need to attach the filter to the RSS uh, fetch feeds section and the output. And the way you do that is drag the handle from the bottom of the fetch feed module to the top of the filter module. Then drag the handle, that is the little circle spot, from the bottom of the filter module to the top of the output module. So you'll just have a nice string connecting these things on down. Then go back to that filter module and you'll need to set several fields in here and we'll add a few rules in this to make sure that all your bases are covered. First, change the two drop-down options to permit items that match any of the following. So you don't want it to be block or all, set it to permit items that match any of the following. This will go through and it will decide that if any of your items in your RSS feed, that is your blog posts or your podcast episodes, match any of these search results, then continue including them in this feed. If they don't match, then ignore them, don't include them in this new feed that will generate. So the first rule that you create, there will already be a blank space there for it. In the first blank field, enter item period enclosure, no spaces, all lowercase. Then this, the drop down should be set to is... And the text field just after that, leave that blank. Then press the plus button two more times to add two more rules. You may need some more rules, which I'll explain in a moment, but for now we'll do two. Then on the second rule, enter item.description, all lowercase, no spaces. Then under the dropdown, choose match regex, which stands for regular expressions. This is a fancy way of doing basically find operations, find and replace operations that's doing a certain formula. And what you want to paste in is http colon slash slash, just like the beginning of a URL, 
But instead of typing a URL, put in period, plus sign, and MP3. And you can change the MP3 part to some other format that you use, like MP4 or MOV. And in fact, that's the fourth thing that you need to do is add for your third rule, repeat this step, item description matches regex, HTTP colon slash slash dot plus sign mp3 or mp4 or mov or wmv or whatever formats you're releasing in your podcast what this then does it will look for a couple different criteria to see whether it should include this post your item in your rss feed first it will check to see is there already an enclosure most likely there won't be. If you're using a service like Blogger or Squarespace or anything like that, there probably won't be an enclosure already in your feed. But if there is, it will include this post as a feed item in the new podcast-only RSS feed. The second rules and then rules after that look to see, have you hyperlinked to your RSS feed or to your media file inside of your post because this is what FeedBurner would normally recognize is that you have an mp3 or some kind of media file attached in your post and FeedBurner would turn that into an enclosure so this will say if you have a url that links to an mp3 an mp4 an mov or whatever rules that you set here changing that mp3 to something else then it will choose those items to put in your feed then you save and run this pipe, which takes you to a new web page where it shows your preview of your pipe. But look for the RSS icon right next to where it says get as RSS. Right click on that and copy the URL. This is now your podcast only RSS feed, but you don't want to use this feed because it's not even formatted for podcasting. So that's where we uh, use FeedBurner to burn a new feed using this feed URL. Make sure that you tell it your podcaster and enter all of your podcast information in the SmartCast feature, enter all of your other feed information because Yahoo Pipes will strip all of your channel level feed information. So maybe even your title and description, you'll need to re-enter that inside of SmartCast or other options inside of FeedBurner. Like I said, this whole process is ugly but it will work on a lot more systems, especially if you don't already have PowerPress. But keep in mind, you've layered things together, and this will add more time to how long it takes for your RSS feed to update. Because Yahoo could take 15 minutes to a whole hour to update your pipe, then FeedBurner could take 30 minutes or so to update your pipe, and then podcast subscribers might take longer to actually refresh their feed. So you might be adding multiple layers of complexity to this process, slowing it down, and especially adding more potential for errors. So I don't recommend this option if you have the other options, number one and two, at your disposal. But if you really have to use this, then this is how you can do it. And you can, of course, go to the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 128 where I will have this information where you can just copy and paste and follow along as well as a screenshot of what your filter should look like inside of Yahoo Pipes. Yeah, it's ugly. I really, 
don't recommend doing this, but you might be in a situation where you have to do it. Because as you know, my recommendation for the only time to use FeedBurner is when you're not already in full control of your site. You're using a third-party service or something. But otherwise, I do not recommend FeedBurner. But this is a case where if you have to do it this way, then use FeedBurner. And it will help you get those settings right. So those are your three options. My first recommendation, the simplest one, your PowerPress podcast-only feed, which you may already have on your site and not recognize it. It's probably slash feed slash podcast. Second option, your category feeds, which you don't have to activate category podcasting in PowerPress to get this, as long as you have your enhance all feeds option selected in the PowerPress settings. Or if you run multiple podcasts through your website, then set up multiple podcasting categories using the category podcasting feature and use put only your podcast episodes in these categories. And then there's the convoluted, ugly Yahoo Pipes system using FeedBurner. It pains me to say it. But now, what if you've already been podcasting for a while and you didn't do this? I've been there. I had been podcasting on several of my podcasts for a while and was not releasing a podcast-only RSS feed. There is a way that you can fix this for probably the majority of your subscribing audience that's using a podcast app. It won't work for every podcast app out there, but certainly it works for iTunes, and iTunes is the biggest, and the podcast app for mobile, and several other podcast apps are kind of like cousins to iTunes that they read the same iTunes tags and they will behave just about the same way that iTunes does when you implement this little change in your RSS feed. So for those iTunes cousins as well as iTunes itself, you need to add the iTunes new feed URL to your RSS feed. And this will tell just iTunes and its nice cousins to use a different feed instead of what it's currently subscribed to. So that means only those apps that are checking your site-wide default RSS feed that includes both blogs and podcast episodes, only those podcast apps checking it that understand this tag will then be directed to a different feed and you'll point them to your podcast-only RSS feed. This tag is the iTunes new feed URL tag And I have the information from the Apple podcasting specs in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 128. And this tag uh, lets you put in your new feed URL and redirects iTunes, redirects the iTunes store as well as your subscribers. And this works on many other apps too. And it might take up to two days to really notice the difference, but this does work very effectively. And in some cases, I feel like this works even better than 301 redirects for some cases. The way you do this, it's easiest if you're using PowerPress. If you're using some other system, then my best advice is you really need to find out how you can add a channel level RSS tag to that. And the format of the tag would be the little, uh, what would be the less than sign iTunes colon new hyphen feed hyphen URL greater than sign than the URL to your new RSS feed, then less than sign 
slash iTunes colon new hyphen feed hyphen URL, then greater than sign. And I do have that in the show notes, so you don't have to memorize that. But in PowerPress, this is a lot easier to set. In the PowerPress settings for whatever feed you're working with, whether it's a custom channel, your default feed, or your category RSS feeds, go to that feeds iTunes or iTunes settings tab. Click down at the bottom on the set new iTunes feed URL. This is a hyperlink at first, and then it reveals more information that tells you more about the redirects and what you really need to do and warnings. But when you click on this link, you may not have to at first, but if you have that link, click on it, click OK on the warning that comes up, then enter your new podcast only RSS feed URL in the field for new feed URL, then click save changes. So iTunes and other similar apps will see this little tag in your RSS feed and they'll start redirecting that traffic to a separate RSS feed and they'll start being subscribed to that separate RSS feed. I did this a while back on the Audacity to Podcast where I, yes, I launched the Audacity to Podcast with a single site-wide all-inclusive RSS feed that was blog posts and podcast episodes. Now, if you're subscribed with iTunes, you may notice that you're subscribed to a different feed that includes only podcast episodes because I did this little trick and you never noticed it because it works that effectively. It works automatically and your subscribers don't have to do anything. You don't lose any subscribers either. But if you're using a different service, then it's a little bit tricky. But services like Podomatic do actually let you put in a channel level RSS tag, but you have to pay for an extra level of their account in order to do that. I do recommend that you also include the podcast-only RSS feed on your site as a link because it's a common courtesy for those people, and there are many of them, who don't like to use iTunes or Apple devices, and they just want your podcast-only RSS feed. Yes, they can grab your regular RSS feed, but then they'll have the same problem that many of your other subscribers will have. So it's a really nice courtesy to give them a podcast-only RSS RSS feed as an easy option that they can use to subscribe manually in whatever service they use. So you could grab an RSS image out there or a podcast image or something like that to represent your podcast only RSS feed and hyperlink it to your new podcast only RSS feed. But do you know what's coming? The, the way that I recommend that you do it is buy my new premium plugin, Social Subscribe and Follow Icons, which you can get at subscribeandfollow.com. And it has a special podcast-only RSS icon. It's a little RSS icon with headphones around it that works great right next to the regular RSS icon. So that way people aren't confused of why are there two RSS icons? It gives the impression a little bit more this is a podcast RSS option. So it will work beautifully for you. And you can see how I use this on my site at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 128. And I have a little preview sample there of what the podcast RSS icon looks like there in the show notes. So this is how you can not only set up your podcast only RSS feed from the beginning, but also correct it if you made the mistake and then link it on your site with the social subscribe and follow icons plugin for WordPress. Check that out at subscribeandfollow.com. I've got some great updates coming in the future for that. Like, shall I hint with 
rearrangeable icons. That's coming in the future. Check that out at subscribeandfollow.com. But I'd love to hear from you what your experience is with this. And you can ask your questions based on this content by going to theaudacitypodcast.com slash 128 and then comment there on the show notes to let me know how it works for you. Or you can ask me questions based on this content that I shared. Something really important I want to tell you about is the EFF, the Electronic Frontier Foundation, needs your help. You have heard about the podcasting patent issue from personal audio, and it's uh, it's a frustrating thing because they're saying that they own the patent on podcasting, but the EFF is going to challenge this patent, and they need at least $30,000 to do this. So they're raising money at EFF.org slash save dash podcasting. I'll also have that link in the show notes at the audacity to podcast.com slash 128. But if you could go there and please support the EFF, because what they're going to do is they are also looking for examples of prior art, like publications or technologies that existed to distribute episodic media over the internet or something kind of like the internet before October 2nd, 1996. This way, they can take it to uh, challenge the patent and say, look, this actually existed before personal audio claims to have invented it, even though personal audio didn't really invent anything. They didn't create anything. They, they're they really a, a patent troll and holding certain patents, but not creating anything. So please support the EFF and help save podcasting or protect podcasting. And I'll have some more information over at theaudacitypodcast.com and in the show notes, especially for this episode 128. But go to eff.org slash save hyphen podcasting to find out how you can help and how you can spread the word, support with donations, or just tell other people out there. Tell your own podcast listeners about this problem and get them to support EFF as well. Even if one person, I mean, even if every person contributes just a dollar, there are more than 30,000 podcasters out there. There are more than, far more than 30,000 podcast listeners out there. So even just a dollar from every single person would really help. But I do recommend give a bit more than that. $10 even would really help because the EFF needs your help to protect podcasting. And if you have any questions, then you can email podcasting at EFF.org for more information, ask your questions, anything like that. So check that out at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 128 and comment there to let me know how this information has helped you. And uh, you can ask your questions based on this stuff about podcast only feeds as well. I'm available for one-on-one consulting at theaudacitypodcast.com slash consulting. And I'd love to work with you to help you podcast with success. Maybe all of this information was way over your head, kind of the Star Wars effect with and the big ship goes over your head. Maybe you feel like that right now. Maybe you just want to learn how to launch your podcast or you need podcast cover art designed or your website set up for you so you can start podcasting or you want custom website design or anything like that. 
I would love to work with you. So please go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash consulting to request an appointment with me and we can start working together to help you podcast with success. Please send me your questions for future episodes of the Audacity to Podcast by emailing feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com or call 903-231-2221. You can also record a voice message from the website on your computer or iOS device by going to theaudacitytopodcast.com and then click or tap on the send a voice message link to record that message and send it straight to me. Coming up, I've got an episode that I've been excited to finally get an interview scheduled, pending somewhat, but I will be talking with Miss Eileen from basicblogtips.com about, now this is a little flip on the topic, why podcasters should be blogging. Yeah, that's quite a flip, isn't it? But it's something that I think we really need to keep in mind. And this plays in really well since we're talking about a podcast only feed. And what if you produce blog posts on your same site with your podcast episodes? This fits in really well with that conversation. So Miss Eileen from basicblogtips.com will be a guest on the audacity to podcast.com possibly the next episode if our schedule can align. And please send your questions if you have questions about why should a podcaster blog or want to ask questions based around that content like what's good for a podcaster to blog about if they're already talking in their podcast or what's good to do in the blog versus in the podcast and all of that please email your questions feedback at the audacity to podcast.com and I'll forward those on to Miss Eileen and look forward to this really fun episode. Might be episode 129 or maybe a latter episode, depending on our schedules. Also, check out my recent guest appearance on School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. It's episodes 357 and 358 over at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 357 or 358. We had a really fun conversation talking about the podcasting awards, talking about podcasting, running a podcast network, and so much more that I think you'll really like. I had a lot of fun. Special thanks to Dave Jackson for having me on as a guest. Check that out at schoolofpodcasting.com and it's episodes 357 and 358. And I'd love it if you'd leave some ratings and reviews for me in iTunes. Big thanks thanks to Kiwi Gary and John Parker for leaving reviews for my audio podcast in iTunes, which is at theaudacitypodcast.com slash iTunes. And if you aren't subscribed to my video edition where I post separate content from my audio edition, please go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash iTunes or theaudacitypodcast.com slash YouTube and subscribe to either of those and you can get my special video edition of the Audacity to Podcast. Like in my last episode, I released a video telling you how you can change your... No, that's not why it was. In my last episode, I talked about how to make iTunes links for your podcast. So like when I say theaudacitypodcast.com slash iTunes, I tell you how you can do that for your podcast. So go watch that video on those sites, or you can go to my own site, theaudacitytopodcast.com slash iTunes links to watch that video and learn how to make your own links for your podcast in iTunes and even make some money from it. 
Check out the show notes for this episode of The Audacity to Podcast by going to theaudacitypodcast.com slash 128. And remember my subscribe and follow plugin at subscribeandfollow.com. I'd love to hear from you, questions, ideas, suggestions for future episodes. Email feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com or call 903-231-2221. You can also record a voice message from the website, theaudacitypodcast.com. Please follow me on Twitter at the Ramen Noodle and join me live when I record the podcast on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's GMT minus four at theaudacitypodcast.com slash live. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Like you can theorize over once upon a time, get a Christian worldview on movies and politics and cultural issues, or you can laugh with our clean comedy or learn how to move beyond the to-do list and get things done. Check it all out at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcast.com. Especially check out the brand new new media show with Todd Cochran and Rob Greenley and some great content that they've been having recently. But that and so much more is at techpodcast.com.